0: How about that, huh? Good stuff. Big weekend coming up. College hoops. Football championships. Conference championships. Packers-Bears week. Culminating. By the way, don't forget, we're going to be live. We're going to be at the Shy Bar inside the Sheridan Riverwalk, the Grand Riverwalk Hotel. The Sheridan Grand. Love that place. Uh, going to be down there this coming Sunday, the Green and Gold game show emanating live from there. We are going to be down there for the game, myself, Mike Clemens, so uh, pay attention and uh, come on down. If you're uh, in the Chicago area, and even if you're not going to the game, come on over and we'll uh, be chatting after the game. So you can swing by and say hi, get yourself a, a cocktail or maybe something to eat, something like that,
1: and uh, come on by. It should be a lot of fun. Ben Kenny, how you doing today? Oh, I'm splendid, Bill. I can uh, I can almost taste the Irish coffee tomorrow morning, waking up to watch some (laughs) some football, you know, some real football, as some have told me. Yeah. um, Well, that's what they're calling it anyway. Right. Real football. Um, Well, my thought is if the Americans are going and beating everyone's asses and all of the good European teams stink, then they have to call it soccer. Right. Because it's not even our sport. Right. Correct. You are correct. I know
0: a lot of uh, people opening up early tomorrow, bars and such, for this game, so I know uh, there is a a genuine excitement for it, and hopefully the Americans win. Tonight, you've got Utah and USC in the Pac-12 championship game, and um, that could have some bearing on the Final Four. So we're going to watch that game with a little bit of intent. Then you've got to the Dr. Pepper, Pepper Big 12 Championship, TCU and Kansas State tomorrow. you got to the SEC Championship, LSU taking on Georgia, number one in the country. You've got to the American Athletic Championship, uh, Central Florida and Tulane, Tulane 18 in the country, uh, Central Florida 22nd. And then the Big Ten Championship, you've got Purdue and Michigan uh, going at it. That's at uh, Lucas Oil Stadium down in Indianapolis, and the Subway ACC Championship taking place. And that is North Carolina and Clemson. So we got uh, good football tomorrow, good football tonight, football on the pitch tomorrow as well, and then you get into the, uh, the NFL coming up uh, this coming weekend. And here's the question. I, I uh, took my car this morning. I, I, I don't know if I've gone through this or not, but uh, a week ago, no, about two weeks ago actually, did I tell you that uh, the, the door handle came off? No, I am game? interested. Okay. Were you slamming appendages? No, 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 no. It wasn't. Nothing like that. Actually, it was um, Kristen was leaving, and I her coat was in the backseat of the car. And I was on the air. And she comes up, and, and she's kind of like out of camera shot off the uh, side of the, the desk here and sets the door handle to my car on my desk. I'm like, so I go to break. I'm like, what the hell? She goes, I just pulled it, and it came off. So the door handle came off my car. So it has been a process. Because my door handle has to get painted, so you got to order the door handle, then it goes to the paint department, then they wanted to put the door handle on. Well, then everybody looks at the door handle. you got the door handle where it pops out, and then you got the little round piece on the other end so it kind of blends into the car, and that's called the cap. well i I didn't know, I don't do this for a living. I didn't know you had to order both pieces. so anyway, long story short was uh, today I'm over at the dealership. And they're, they're, you know, telling me what I got to do. And, you know, well, you got to get this piece painted now. And I don't know if we can get it done today. And it's like, okay, it's been a three-week process just to get a do- damn door handle put on. But as I'm sitting there in, in the uh, in the waiting room, there's uh, two guys talking. And, uh, and then uh, a woman had come in with her kids. And she was just getting an oil change. And they're all talking about how big this week is. This is a big week. This is for... The overall competitiveness between these two franchises—they are tied for the most victories in football in franchise history. The Packers and the Bears. Now the Packers lead the series recently, but overall wins as a franchise, they are tied. So whoever wins this game—I mean the Packers—for a good portion of, you know, almost uh, you know hundred years have been trailing and the Packers are finally catching up, and now they've got the opportunity as a franchise to take the lead over the Bears and uh, actually have the most wins in NFL history. So is that what we're grabbing onto for how big this game is? Because at least then you've got that going for you. You're leading the series between these two franchises. you got that going for you. Is Is... You know, Ben, now you're you're from Philly. Does it matter if the Green Bay Packers have the most
1: wins out of any NFL franchise? So I've honestly been following this story all season. They they had a chance to pass the Bears with each of their five-game losing streak losses. Mm-hmm. But we didn't really talk much about it because it wasn't close no. to the big story. I don't know if I could speak for everybody else. I mean, the fact that it's the Bears that have it, like if you were passing the the Cowboys, for instance... Not the same level of interdivision hatred rivalry, right? I'm sure it means something, and then it's also what Grant was talking about on Wednesday night. It's just for bragging rights for the rest of the year to continue to push down Little Brother, even though Little Brother thinks that they have something going for next season. Right.
0: It is the uh, the Packers and the Bears. This uh, 786 wins a piece, by the way. 786 wins apiece. And uh, it's game number 206 in the NFL's oldest rivalry. The Packers, by the way, hold the edge in that, in the rivalry. Uh, 104 wins, 95 losses, and six ties in this series, which includes two playoff games in which the Packers are 1-1. One and, one. and overall, the Packers have won seven straight against the Bears and 11 of their last 12. But is this the thing that people are grapping on because I me personally I know it's 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 a little bit of a pandemonium and pounding your chest hey this is you know we're the winningest franchise in NFL history but for the most part I don't I don't know if anybody really cares but I'll tell you this, the three people talking about it this morning uh, I guess they had heard it on the news uh, the three people talking about it this morning certainly cared it that was that was now that's something to play for. You know, the season's pretty much over. Mathematically, you're not completely eliminated, but your hopes are pretty much dashed at this point. We all know that. You've got to have a lot of help going your direction. But is is this what we're now grasping onto? To me, it's a rivalry game. It's a rivalry game. It's a divisional game. It's two franchise bases uh, that are basically 160, 180 miles apart, something like that, and uh, maybe 200 miles apart when you talk about the actual cities. But uh, the fan base is, you know, between Milwaukee, we'll say the lowest portion, and uh, and and we'll say Chicago is about 80 miles, so it's not like it's a dramatic difference. But there you go. So I guess that's what people are grasping onto. Me, I just, I just, uh, I want to see the Packers get a win. Uh, I'm going to be really interested to see and listen when Aaron Rodgers takes the field every time he touches the ball. After the "I own you" comment, believe me, they are thinking about it. Uh, it's not going to be bad weather, so it's not going to be a completely cold or blustery, windy game that we're going to see punts going backwards and such as we've seen in the past in December. Nothing like that. So, um, so it, that's what we got to go. And Aaron Rodgers has played pretty well against the Bears. He uh, he's got ten games with a passer rating of one twenty five plus against the Bears. That's the most by any quarterback against a single opponent. Now, will that happen this week? We'll wait and see. I he's had some pretty good talent in the past. It's easier to register those games when you've got uh, serious wideouts and such. But we'll see. We'll see. Good stuff. Um, this is from uh, Art. Art says uh, we are heading to Chicago. Does the Shy Bar have TVs there? Yes, they do. Art, we'll see you over there, man. And now, Mike and I are both going to the game, so we won't be watching it in the Shy Bar. The post-game show will be live at the Shy Bar. So about fourth quarter. Get out of there and then head back to the shy bar, and then we're going to have it all set up and ready to go. But just wanted to let you know. Not actually going to be in there for the game. We'll be at the stadium. But the stadium's not that far. It's a, it's, it's a brief shot up the road, so we should be pretty good. There you have it. 877, 1670. 877, By the way, Packers 30 and 2 under the floor when they win the takeaway battle. So another uh, key statistic to kind of latch onto is the fact that this Packers team has been pretty woeful at turning the ball over. And if if they don't turn the ball over, you look at a couple of these games, you look at a game like the Jets, you look at a game like Detroit, you know, uh, not Buffalo, and eh, not so much. They, they got beat pretty handily there. The The Commanders, you look at those games, you don't turn the ball over or you garner a takeaway and win that battle, it's a whole different outcome. Suddenly you're looking at maybe a seven-win season, a six-win season. You're still in the hunt. It's just, it's been a calamity of issues. Speaking of a calamity of issues, we are going to hear from Joe Barry today. Yep, yep, yep. Joe Barry spoke. He was at the podium. Um, A head scratcher. A head scratcher, I guess. So we're going to hear from Joe Barry coming up today, too.
1: Should, Eight, we get, seven, seven. should we go get ahead. people's appetites started with
0: with a highlight from it? Let, let's do this. Go ahead and drop some Joe Barry on us.
1: Okay, here you go, people. Hold on to the steering wheel.
2: When it goes
3: this way for a defense with such high expectations, obviously a lot of responsibility. Right or wrong is put on the coordinator. We're not sure. behind the scenes, but I'm curious what what you think of maybe been your shortcomings in this season or things that you might have done differently if you could go back and start the season again?
0: Oh, I'm, I mean,
2: I'm, a, I'm an, I am a process driven person. And one thing that you know about me is that it's, I'm, I'm all about consistency. Um, I'm going to show up exactly the same way every single day. Um, and I'm going to preach the things that I believe in. I'm going to bring energy every single day. Um, and the last thing that I'll ever do is second guess anything.
0: Not going to second guess anything. All right. Okay. Um, there you have it. I guess. Energy. A lot of energy. Yeah, a lot of energy. I don't. I don't see that, Ben. Do you see a, a vast amount of energy coming out of uh, Joe Barry? As he. As, what's funny is he says that in a very monotone voice <laughs> i've got a vast amount of energy i'm 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 bringing it every day i'm i'm here i'm man i'm i'm telling you i i you know, what you know I, okay but a vast amount of energy uh we're going to hear from joe berry when we come back yes we are stay tuned we got a whole <laughs> lot more of the bill michael show and when we go down to uh when we head down to chicago it is. It is going to be. Uh, we're going to have a good time. But it's going to be inside the shy bar, and it's all brought to you by the Green and Gold Postgame Show, brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. We'll be right back. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
2: Another Bears fan throwing insults in our face. The Packers are the greatest team to ever play a game. Even if from time to time they've been a little lame. How could you ever love a team with Jim McMahon? Not even Porky Pig was as big a him. They got a reputation that's mostly based on luck. The Bears still suck. The Bears still suck. There
0: you go. Place to get you kind of in the mood, you know? Kind of in the mood for what's to come. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. You want to fire us up, uh, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Phone calls wide open. Um, Let's do this. Um. Uh, this is from Mark, who says, uh, hell yes, this matters. This is the Chicago Bears. It's a hell of a rivalry. It has been for a very long time. I got a lot of friends that live down in Chicago. We have bragging rights that go on this each and every year. And he says, uh, I don't want to have to send down a case of beer to my buddies in Chicago. I've been collecting it for a long time. Well, uh, hopefully the Packers get the win. Hopefully the Packers are able to continue on and uh, at least not uh, get mathematically eliminated for a while, which would be nice. Keep this thing interesting. Big weekend of football coming up when it comes to the NFL, but uh, the Packers trying to just kind of hang around and stay there is um, it, it's it's at least. At the, and again, we went over this uh, the other day about some of the games that you're kind of kind of looking at now. You're kind of I think at this point hoping that the New York Giants beat the Commanders and the Commanders take more losses. But some of the games you're paying attention to, the Buccaneers, you're hoping they go down. You're hoping that, uh, let's see here, what were the other ones? Uh, you're hoping the Seahawks get beat by the Rams. You know, you're looking at these NFC teams that are above you, that the, the Falcons get beat by the Steelers at home, the Lions get beat by the Jaguars. I mean, you know, you're hoping that these NFC teams that are sitting there right now uh, with a, a very similar record to you or just a better, just a game or two better than you continue to fall. And then your your mathematics keep you alive. That's what you're hoping for. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Uh Fire it up. Hit us. Ben, uh, so I know you, you're you kind of of the yoke of let's get it over with. Let's not keep him alive. You want to see Jordan Love, right?
1: Yeah. For uh, for general interest, sorry about that. Uh, for general interest, when I watch the team play, 100%. And, like, I, I get it. The ideal scenario is they keep winning and, they got some momentum for next year. But as someone who wants to enjoy watching the games, at this point the best story for me is what love looks like. And that doesn't even mean Rogers isn't the quarterback next season. I, I just want to, I don't want this whole thing to get strung out. I would rather just, you know, one week I, I want them to beat the Bears. Maybe some other teams win. They're out of the playoffs, and then we could see love.
0: Um I see I just Personally, I want to see the Packers remain. I look at it this way because people say, well, if they make it, what are they going to do? Well, if they make it to the postseason, now think about this. If they make it to the postseason, that means they won out. That means they're one of the hottest teams in football. They beat the Bears. They beat the Rams. They beat the Dolphins. They beat the Vikings. They beat the Lions. After such a horrific run. You know, of 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 one and seven going back to the Giants game after a horrific run of one and seven, it means they won out. Their last five games, they're one of the hottest teams in football, and they beat decent teams along the way in back-to-back weeks in the Dolphins and the Vikings. So, if they should win out and still make it, and I know that's a long, 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 long shot, I'm just trying to trying to keep a, at least a ray of sunshine within the program. But because I, I said two, three weeks ago, this thing's over. They look terrible. Their defense sucks. Joe Barry doesn't have an answer. Uh, You can't unsee Detroit. You can't unsee what what we witnessed uh, against the uh, Commanders, against the Jets, against the Giants. You you can't unsee it. So it's not going to happen. But as we sit here today, there's still that ray of sunshine. So, you know, for the argument of, well, if they get there, they're not going to do anything, you don't know. Because that means they want a whole lot of football down the stretch. Does it mean that maybe you get Devondre Campbell back? You're not getting Rashawn Gary back, but maybe you get Devondre Campbell back. Stokes is still in a wheelchair; he's nowhere close to coming back, so that's not going to happen. But maybe the you know a little bit of tinkering in the secondary, you get Devondre Campbell back. Who knows, right? Dobbs comes back. Suddenly, you actually have a tandem of receivers to be able to throw the ball to, with a mix of veteran like Randall. Ky- I'm, I'm stranger things have happened, right? Aaron Rodgers finds his groove, then you're then you're then you're good. You're a pretty good team. You got you're getting healthy. You got a little lucky because other teams are losing, and you're hot. Those are all the te- those are all the things that kind of stockpile themselves to make you a a, a team that could I don't want to say team of destiny, but make you a team that could be pretty a pretty formidable foe going into the postseason. And let's be honest, between you, me, and the fence post. When you look at the NFL standings right now, and you look at some of the the teams, when you when you start talking about the playoffs, playoffs, when you start talking about the playoffs, you'd basically at this point, if you were the last team in, the way things are shaping up, you'd, you'd be going against Minnesota. You'd have to go to Minnesota to get a win. The old adage is when it comes to rivalries, throw the records out you know out the window. So who knows what can happen? I don't know. Just just I'm trying to be a little a, a little more sunshiny. Today is what I'm trying to do. Yeah, you I like guess that, Ben. My I'm problem in with a positive attitude. I'm yeah, a I, positive, Pete. Positive,
1: Pete. I have been uh, talked. Uh, people are unhappy with me after the fickle hire because I haven't blown much sunshine on people's butts when it comes to the future. But anyway, my problem with the Packers part and, and looking forward that they have a whatever percent chance. The team still stinks. Like mm-hmm. th- there has to be some level of like I, I'm not going to get out ahead and expect them to start winning because I, they're just not good, you know? Yeah. So I guess I approach it with a glass mostly empty, and then once love starts, I get excited about seeing what he's like. Okay.
0: Well, I'm not going to fault you for that because you you got a lot of wait and see, and you, and like I say before, you can't unsee certain things. You can't unsee the depths of bad that this team has played with. Maybe at, think about it this way, and this this is another good point. And this comes from Ray. Ray says, "If, if uh, the Packers get the win this week, Rodgers gets an extra week off to let that thumb heal up, and his accuracy will get better." There you go, another level of optimism. Then again, they could not even play a game next week, and
1: all of a sudden be knocked out of everything. That they could be knocked too. out this weekend while they win. That's like like they need everybody else to lose every game, right? It's where they're at. So yeah, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen
0: seventy. Um. Ricky says I uh, totally agree. They are a bad coached team. Um this one says uh what is it uh bad Tom Tom says I need <laughs> he said I need meth. To... I thought it said math. I'm trying to figure out the math for him. He says I need meth to be that optimistic. Oh man. Really? He also says welcome to fantasy time. <laughs> Um David says, "Oh my god, if they squeak by the Bears, we're going to have to listen to two weeks uh full of sunshine and uh and unicorns with the bye coming up ain't happening." Well, like we said, I mean, in this in the next two weeks, they could be they could still get a win against the Bears and be eliminated. Mathematically, they could, some, you know, you look at a couple of teams getting wins and suddenly they don't even have a shot. You know, Giants get a couple of wins, Commanders get a couple of wins, Seattle over the next two weeks gets a couple of wins and the Packers sitting there with five wins. You've got teams with three game, three wins better than them on the outside looking in that they would have to all leapfrog to get in. It probably ain't going to happen, you know,
1: so I'll be the wet uh, blanket. Don't worry. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, well, yeah, if the Packers win and, and they're still alive and there's sunshine everywhere, I for people that want their wet blanket point of view, I will bring it. If now
0: here's the thing if you get if Detroit loses and the Packers win Packers leapfrog Detroit. If Atlanta loses and the Packers win Packers are tied with Atlanta. If Seattle loses the Packers are only one game behind Seattle and if the Commanders lose the Packers are two games behind the Commanders with four to play. They would still be fighting so you would be looking for the Giants to get the win this weekend cuz right now you're two wild card teams Dallas, New York and you got you're fighting for that other one. You got Dallas, New York, uh Washington, Seattle, Atlanta and Detroit all ahead of the Green Bay Packers. Detroit holds the tiebreaker, Washington holds a tiebreaker, New York holds a tiebreaker. I mean in head to head. And and I don't want to get too deep into the weeds on this. But what you're hoping for is Detroit gets beat, Atlanta gets beat, Seattle gets beat, Washington gets beat. All those teams then keep you mathematically alive if you get a win.
1: If you don't get a win, uh, then it's done. I have it in front of me. The New York Times has an interactive article they put out yesterday. If the Packers win the remaining five games, Bears, Rams, Dolphins, Vikings, Lions, they then will only have a 48% chance and need... Many other results to go their way, including the Rams right. beating other good teams. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but no, I agree. I mean, they need a, they need a lot of help. They're they're in a huge,
0: huge hole. There's no doubt about it. They need a lot of help. But I'm just saying that uh, if if a few things break their way this weekend, and they do get a win, you know, then at least uh, there's another week to talk about all the possibilities, and you get a little bit more energy. And who knows? Maybe energy begins to mo- be, turn into momentum. Can the Packers put back-to-back wins together? We'll see. I doubt it, but we'll see. And uh, then they go from there. But you've got two big weeks coming up in back-to-back weeks with going on the road into uh, Miami and then coming back home to face the Vikings. You would assume at that point one of those two games are going to trip you up, but stranger things have happened if this team hits a roll. So we'll see. Uh, That's when we start playing. You're right, Ricky. Uh, We start playing a little Bon Jovi living on a prayer, the ultimate anthem for...
1: It's better than 14.
0: Don't Stop Believing. Ah, uh, you can play some Don't Stop Believing, too. Nope. <laughs> a song. Bad song. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 877-867-1670, 877 867 Hey, by the way, uh, you guys were breaking some news last night and Kenny and Halpern,
1: right? Yes, a couple pieces. We were live at Monks and Sun Prairie, uh, and the podcast is up now. We were joined by Wisconsin offensive lineman Tanner Bordellini entering his fourth year. First piece of news he broke is that he will be returning for his fourth year, not transferring out with uh, Luke Fickle coming in. Talked a lot about impressions of Fickle and the reaction inside the locker room. He also said that Luke Fickle will be the head coach of the bowl game in a couple weeks.
0: So he he heard that. He he was told that, that Luke Fickle, yep, going to be there. There you go. We'll be the head coach. Not only the head coach, not only there. Yep. Right. We'll be, we'll be coaching the team. Yeah. So there you go. Some, some more news. I like it. You guys breaking that big show last night out at monks.
1: Good crowd. Yeah. Solid crowd. Um, a lot of people, I actually got more tweets during the show than I ever have of people listening. Unhappy with the way uh, Zach and I crafted <laughs> questions. They wanted us to start asking about his false start on the final drive against Minnesota. I was like, uh, come on, people. Oh, you don't do that. Have, ha- don't have do some that. sense I mean, of time and place. Yeah. Yeah, you don't do that.
0: I yeah. know people want to talk, but what But what is he supposed to say? If you ask the question and say, well, what happened there? He's He would say, you know what? I just got antsy and jumped.
1: Yeah. That's it. There's not much more than that, right? Yeah. Um, but the podcast is up. Search Kenny and Heilprin. Uh, a lot of interesting stuff on on who, what Fickle's like and how he fits with Wisconsin. Okay. There you go. Let's do
0: this. We're going to step out, take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll get to the phone calls. Let's, uh, phone lines wide open. Eric and Green Bay will be first out of the shoot. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Today we got Matt Mitchell coming up here in uh, about 15, 20 minutes. We're going to have Matt LaPay, the voice of the is going to be joining us about four, about an hour from now. Mike Clemens, the final hour of the program. As always, we got to go in today. It's to wrap up a rivalry week. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael show coming up. start looking for that special gift for that special person. And don't forget our friends at Kane and Kane, K-O-E-H-N, Kane and Kane Jewelers. Kane and Kane Jewelers, uh, they're in West Bend. It's worth a trip. They're in West Bend. And uh, Andy Kane and his wife, uh, they do such a a terrific job. And I've had numerous people that have gone there that have been unbelievably satisfied and just ecstatically happy with the treatment. With what their purchase uh, was, obviously the price of their purchase, whether it's diamonds or gold or white gold, uh, you know, silvers, jewelries, whatever it happens to be, they have got so much up there, and it's worth a trip. And if you uh, just want to see, it, you know, some of their inventory for yourself, go to Kane and Kane, K or Kane Jewelry. Sc- excuse me, Kane Jewelry K o e h n. Kane Jewelry com, and uh, take a look. But at the bottom of the page, there's the Buy Like a Guy podcast, and you can uh, you can watch the podcast, and it kind of you know, walks you through some of the steps of what you're looking for and how to go about shopping for those gifts for that special someone. So, cool stuff from our friends at Kane and Kane George, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Let's go to the phone calls. Eric, listening to us in Green Bay. Eric, how you doing, man? What's up?
4: Too much, man. How you doing, Bill?
0: I'm doing well today. What's on your mind?
4: Well, what's on my mind is I'm finding it very interesting the difference in how generations perceive or look at this team and and the conclusions that they draw from it the Millennials which I assume Ben there is and Marcus here in town will say things like this team's just terrible they're terrible they suck move on to move on to love let's see what we've got in love move on see what we've got in love and and Marcus here has got a man crush on love whether he wants to admit it or not (laughs) but it's it's uh, it's crazy
1: so do I, and, for and, the record. And,
4: and then the, the, the Gen Xers, I'm a Gen Xer. Are you? I, I assume you're a Gen Xer, Bill. Um, we have more of a uh, the frame of mind as, no, we've seen these players all play very, very well together as a team. I mean, they won 13 games per season, three seasons in a row. They're, this is a very, very talented and very good team playing really, really lousy football. And far more willing to put it on the coaching than on the players, and certainly as far as the rest of the season goes, it's pretty consistent between the Millennials and the, and the Gen Xers as far as, like Mike Wall said up here today on the, yesterday on the radio, he doesn't know why they would go on to love if, if Rodgers is still healthy, even if they were numerically eliminated, because he wants Rodgers to be the one to train these, these young receivers up and build something with these receivers heading into next season. And that's pretty consistent among, among Gen Xers, whereas the millennials are more willing to just say, you know, no, the burn the season, put love in there, and let's see what we got with love. And, it's, and of course, the, the guys are older than us, Bill, they, they, they've been watching football since they had leather caps on and had to have day jobs. So they mm-hmm. think they're all a bunch of spoiled wussies anyways. But anyways. <laughs>
1: Well, they That's want Brett right Favre. Those people, right, oh, right? There's some people that
0: still want Favre to come back. Yeah, you're right. Oh,
4: Dan in Appleton here is the worst. He swears that that we will never ever win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers, and it's like Dan, we did, did win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers, and he was the MVP of said Super Bowl. Just shut up, dude. It's amazing, <laughs> amazing. Anyway, have a great weekend. Go, go, pack, man. Uh, All right, buddy. Here's week. We're gonna go crack a something.
0: Have a great one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Appreciate it, man. Uh, I agree with him that there are some that are very quick to say, I'm going to jump. Uh, let's go. It's on to the newest and the next, and uh, it's a fast food world. Give it to me out of the window. Here we go. Um, there, there are uh, others that are just saying, you know, hey, whatever's best for the organization, let's be patient. Let's be patient. Let's do it that way. Whatever's best for the organization, let's be patient. Um, and I think there's a fine line there. I don't think that you know one is more correct than the other. I do think that, and I said this yesterday, and I, I've continued to preach this: the picking of Jordan Love threw this franchise into a bit of a tizzy because once you chose him, you got to figure out what you have in him, and that has been an area of, we'll say, contentiousness. For quite some time, because you got to figure out what this guy brings to the table. Now, behind closed doors, absolutely, you already know those. Uh, you know those team members already know. For the most part, they know what's going on. Won't deny that, but I think they would love to see him a little bit more anyway, in real life game situations. Be able to see him and what he can do one more time, two more times, three, four more times, whether it's a half or a full game. To be able to see a couple more times for, for you know Jordan Love to, to get that opportunity, and I think we all would, you know, if the if the season mathematically is done, there's no reason you can't do both. There's no reason you can't play both. Uh, you can't, you know, you certainly can have Rodgers sit out for a game, uh, and just say, hey, you know, if you are banged up, and who knows, maybe a lot of times as a head coach in the NFL, you think. It's gonna take care of itself, right? And the reason why is you can go out this Sunday, Rogers could get hurt. Next thing you know, he's out for the next two games anyway. Love takes this one over, has uh, two more starts before Rogers comes back. And then you then you know. So sometimes it kind of takes care of itself. Eight seven seven, eight six seven, sixteen seventy. Uh this is from Brian it says I got uh Rogers starting in my fantasy league. Uh against this Bears defense, it can give up big plays. It's not a bad play depending on who else you have, but that's not a bad play. Uh, we're going to step out. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little betting going into this weekend, and uh, we'll get into it because got a big, big weekend, as we had mentioned before, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Wisconsin-Harley. Out in Okanoma, go to WishD.com. That is WishD.com. Gifts, bikes, motor clothes, parts, you name it, they've got it. Even gift cards. Go to WishD.com or stop in Highway 67 just south of 94. More after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
2: Now in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. It's the Packers and the Bears Sunday at noon at Soldier Field. Packers head coach Matt LaFleur says Green Bay's defense needs to do a better job tackling after missing 22 tackles against the Eagles.
3: Early on, especially, we were doing a great job, and we got to get back to that. And it's not just one guy, it's everybody, and making sure, again, maintaining your leverage on the ball and then having multiple hats at the party.
2: Packers wide receiver Christian Watson was named the NFC Offensive Rookie Player of the Month. Watson says it was Aaron Rodgers who told him he had won the award.
1: Uh, I was lifting in in the weight room this morning. I hadn't checked my phone or anything before I went in there. And uh, 12 actually congratulated me before I even knew. Uh, so he kind of, uh, you know, I don't want to say spoiled it for me, but he, he let me know. So, I mean, that was kind of a you know a cool interaction. He congratulated me for for that. I kind of was shook for a little. I was like, what do you mean? And then he, he had told me, and it was it was really cool.
2: Aaron Rodgers insists he'll be ready to play Sunday despite a fractured thumb and rib injury. Bears defensive back Jalen Johnson.
3: I mean, I never had a doubt he wasn't going to play. I mean, he's, he's that type of guy. He's always going to find a way to get. There and play, especially a game like this on um, the robbery game. And, and I mean, he's a talker, honestly. I mean, he just, like you said last time he came here, you saying he owned us and talking to the fans a certain way. So, I mean, he's just, he just a real fierce competitor. Um, and I feel like at the end of it, we got to find a way to get that taste out of our mouth as well. I mean, you got to you gotta put it in action to be able to stop a talker
0: like that.
2: So, this is the 206th time the Bears and Packers rivalry game has been played. Packers wide receiver, Alan Lazard.
0: This one, the Packers Bears, is so historical over 100 years. You know, the winner of this game will be the winningest franchise in NFL history. So there's a lot at stake. Um, You know, obviously there's still some hope for us and everything going into this game. Um, So we just got to go out there next.
2: That's Alan Lazard in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show.
0: Welcome back to the program. Good to have you on board today. The Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. Bringing in Matt Mitchell now. Action Network. Old boy Uncle Mitch over on Twitter is where you can find him. And uh, glad glad to have you here on a Friday. Boy, big weekend with college football and the conference championships and then obviously the NFL. Uh, Matt, first of all, thanks for joining us, man. Appreciate it.
3: Oh, I am thrilled to be here. It's one of my favorite weekends of the whole year.
0: So last night, obviously, the Bills, a lot of people thought the Bills would get over on the Patriots. They did uh, after starting off over. Uh, you've got now Josh Allen. I think he's 5-1 in his last six games against the Bills, So or against the Patriots, I should say. So Patriots' hopes are fading. Bills re-solidifying themselves in the, uh, in the AFC. So let's go to the other game that's a big one coming up this weekend. Kansas City on the road giving up a couple of points to Cincinnati, a rematch of last year's AFC championship game. Let's talk about that
3: an absolutely enormous game for both this weekend and for the larger picture in a loaded AFC playoff race as the you know the number 1 seed the only seed that gets the bye now gets home field advantage as well that's never been more important and now we have you know 3 or 4 or 5 teams in an absolute dogfight to get that one Cincinnati and Kansas City among them the Lions hovering under a field goal it shows a, a true toss up a lot. Our experts are totally split. A lot of them like Kansas City in the first half, which is an interesting play. I think a lot of that plays into an, an, a revenge angle, which doesn't happen a whole lot in the NFL. But a absolutely crushing, crushing loss in the playoffs by Kansas City at the hands of the upstart Bengals last year. You think they come out, uh, you know, hair on fire. They have a distinct coaching advantage um, on their hands. So uh, at the end of the day, I think. I think Kansas City, Mahomes under a field goal, always a good bet. I couldn't blame it either way, but I think uh, Kansas City, especially out the gate, seems to be the way to go.
0: Uh, then you've also got a couple other games that we're paying attention to, and I'm only paying attention to them because the Packers are trying to keep their hopes alive, but you got a battle in the NFC East. to The Commanders taking on the Giants, uh, Washington, two-and-a-half-point favorites, and uh, not a lot of people believing that the Giants were for or are for real.
3: Yeah, it's an interesting kind of uh, put-up-or-shut-up game for the New York Giants. And, I mean, Heineke is a great story, he's better than Carson Wentz. He's done a wonderful job in Washington. He's a great story. He <laughs> He's still not much of an NFL quarterback, though. I mean, there's a guy that couldn't beat out Carson Wentz to start. I think it's a it's a great spot to back the Giants here. Um, a lot of our experts are on that side. They're catching it. You know, they're better than even money. You can get plus money on the Giants here, Um Daniel Jones has been a reliable NFL-caliber quarterback by basically any metric. Uh, I think if you're going to if you're going to get involved here, I think it's the Giants
0: enough. Then you also have uh, another big one coming up is the Titans and the Eagles going at it. Now I know it's an AFC versus an NFC team. Philadelphia trying to keep that top spot and home field advantage throughout. They're four and a half point favorites at home. Give me the lowdown there.
3: Our guys love Tennessee. Anything for or above the 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 quickest way to summarize the handicap on the game is the thing that Tennessee does really well is play one possession games win or lose they they slog it up they run the ball they are expertly coached they have a guy who can you know make chicken salad out of chicken you know what in terms mm-hmm. of uh, the, the pieces he has around them uh, they you know their they their strengths play into Philadelphia's weaknesses. It's a lot of points in a game that I think is going to be more grinded out than people anticipate. The Eagles have a laughably easy schedule, and not to discredit the, the work that they've done, you can only beat the teams in front of you, but this game feels like a great opportunity for a uh, either a Titans surprise by a field goal late. I think the Titans are the way to go.
0: You got the Jets on the road taking on the Vikings. The Vikings, three point favorites in this one. But uh, I am, as much as the Jets have a really staunch defensive front, I am really interested to watch what Justin Jefferson does against Sauce Gardner in this matchup.
3: Yeah, this is an absolute who would have thought a Jets Vikings December game would be a barn burner everyone's got their eye on. But here we are in a wild season. Uh, mike white's great i love mike white everybody hates zach wilson they do so for good reason uh mike white had an incredible game in and you know but it was in a in a downpour against the lousy bears team yeah there's a reason mike white's on a starter in the nfl i am leery of jumping on that bandwagon you're kind of buying you're buying at the max of the market in terms of mike white um the the, the Jets defense is great though it, it, it comes down to is Jefferson going to dominate a rookie cornerback regardless of how skilled he is? So ultimately, it's been the year of the underdog. They are 176 against the spread so far, 56%. Uh, favorites of the seven points or more have done a, uh, a great job of winning outright, but they're terrible against the spread. This is not one of those games. It's a tight game. Points have been at a premium. I think, you know, me, I'll just be watching from the sidelines and enjoying the East Bill stand. I hope the Jets lose, but I, I think you'll know right away whether Mike White is it and if he's not a good game to bet the but I, I'm going to stay away from this entirely.
0: Real quick, because uh, this is an intriguing game only for the fact that you got Deshaun Watson with the Cleveland Browns returning to Houston. I know Cleveland's seven-point favorites in this game coming out, 47.5 over and under, but how difficult is it to, to try to pin one down with a guy that hasn't played in two years?
3: That's a great so that's a great point. So the biggest thing for games like this is they are what we call high variance. We have a huge unknown in Deshaun Watson coming back. So if you have a huge unknown, you have a very high ceiling, they could win by forty-nine points. Or even you have a very low floor, they could lose outright. When you have games like that, you can get the Texans at almost two and a half to one to win this game. And this game is their Super Bowl. The Houston Astros are going to be in the building. There is a special before-game party. They are doing a special concert at halftime. This lousy, terrible team is rolling out the red carpet and pulling out all the stops for this one game that the NFL schedule makers gave them to uh, you know, welcome back this garbage human being Watson back from suspension. You're going to see their absolute max effort with Lovey Smith. I don't know if it's enough to win. I will be betting them to win now. Because I, it wouldn't surprise me at all if there's some, you know, some home cooking as well to make sure the the Titan the uh, Texans pull this one off.
0: Uh, real quick, you got Utah and USC tonight coming up. USC favored by three points. Pac-12 championship game. Uh, I know a lot of these conference games are interesting, but I I wanted to deal with what's coming up tonight.
3: Yeah, t- today uh, the the biggest one coming up right away. North Texas in conference USA. That is an underdog worth taking this weekend. I believe they play tonight yes. as well. Um, <laughs> go mean green, but in the in the Pac-12 championship, you know, there's there's two angles of thought. Is it going to be a fishy game because the the USC Trojans are leaving the conference, or is it, you know it, what what can we expect from this kind of? But you know, but the, the the conference also needs USC to make the playoff to get a huge payday. So there's a lot of factors in play in the in the shadows. But personally, USC has been punching above its weight class all season with an absolutely unsustainable level of turnovers. I don't think Utah turns it over enough for them to be successful.
0: There you go, Matt. That's why we come to you. We appreciate it. We'll get into some of the bowl games coming up next week, okay? Can't wait. Good luck, everybody. Appreciate it, pal. That was brought to you by our friends at Potawatomi Hotel Casino, Potawatomi Casino Hotel, Milwaukee, luxury stay, elite play. They've got it all. If you want to go there and check it out, the casino obviously is fantastic. Become a member of the Firekeepers Club. Oh, good stuff! You can go and book a room right now if you want to. They got a lot of holiday specials going on, and they got a lot of good music coming up in the uh, in the Northern Lights Theater as well. Good stuff from our friends at Potawatomi Hotel and Casino in Milwaukee. PaysBig.com. That is PaysBig. More of the Bill Michaels Show. It's coming up next. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.